Hello, you are listening to The Jazz Focus on WETF, The Jazz Station, South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and thank you for joining us again this week. We are exploring a little different uh, species of jazz here, traditional jazz, as it's called. It uh, grew out of a, an enthusiasm that um, young players, particularly young white players, had for early jazz styles, the jazz of the 1920s and before New Orleans jazz and even ragtime. And uh, young people, as I said, primarily white musicians who were in college in the 19. 40s and then 50s and 60s uh, gravitated towards this music and formed bands at their institutions and also professionally as well. We are going to be listening to some of the music that is called traditional jazz and that was recorded in Australia. We are actually talking about a specific record label from Australia, Swaggy Records. And Swaggy Records is a kind of a, a, um, a legendary record label from uh, down under. Uh, it was formed as a cooperative record label by members of a band, Graham Bell and his uh, jazz band, and had various names. That was the first really successful traditional jazz band from Australia. And they uh, went on tour in the late 1940s to Czechoslovakia and then to Paris and then to London. And they really kind of turned the uh, traditional jazz world, they weren't using that term then, but the, the world of, of um, early jazz aficionados on its head. They wanted to play for dancing. They didn't want to play, you know, stuffy concerts uh, where people sat with their hands in their laps and uh, listened to music very politely. They didn't want it to be classical music, in other words. They wanted it to be very uh, living uh, music. And they played uh, as if they were playing for dancers even when they were in the concert hall. And these uh, musicians in the late 40s formed this record label, Swaggy, and they recorded quite extensively for it. I've done a podcast on one of the musicians, Aide Monsborough, the very interesting uh, multi-instrumentalist, best known as an alto sax player. We actually heard him on the first track today. Um, they uh, kept that uh, label going for two or three years until the band broke up in about 1952, and it was sold to a fellow named Neville Sherman, who was a, uh, an Australian promoter and uh, aficionado, I guess you'd have to say. And he founded uh, a new version of Swaggy that began to record some of the other traditional and swing musicians in Australia in the 1950s. By the 1960s and 70s, they were still doing that occasionally, but they came to be known much better as a reissue label. Uh, Swaggy was really at the top of the heap in putting out original music from the 1920s and 30s and doing a beautiful job at packaging them on LPs and sound reproduction, finding the best source material. Um, a Swaggy LP was really a, a work of art. Uh, I remember in the 80s when I was buying jazz records as a high school student, saving my paper route money and sitting at the record counter and trying to decide if I could afford one Swaggy in the place of two or three Commodores or something like that. Um, but I still have those Swaggies in my collection. And Jimmy Noon, I think I have a uh, an early Fletcher Henderson, an early Benny Moten, they came out with dozens of them. And they did a good job with um, copyrights and, and, and promotion as well. By the 1970s, Swaggy was back in the business of recording traditional jazz and, and Australian musicians. And we're going to be focusing on a little bit that was done in the 50s, but primarily music from the 1970s, from some of these musicians who had been active at that point for 25 or 30 years. And they had achieved a kind of a mellow perfection of this music. Uh, they knew what they were doing, they knew what they were setting out to do, and they really knew how to perform this at a very high level. 
So we started with uh, a band led by Graham Bell's brother, Roger. They were actually a team. Graham Bell was the organizer, so he led the band early uh, in those years. But in the 1970s, Roger Bell put his own band together. And uh, he had played both trumpet and washboard with uh, his brother's band, but he was playing uh, exclusively trumpet on these sessions. So we heard two tunes. We heard a song called Wait Till You See My Baby Do the Charleston Dance, which is credited to Roger Bell, although it sounds like a lot of, a lot of 1920s tunes, and in fact, uh, very much like a couple of Clarence Williams tunes. This was a feature for the reeds on this band. In fact, Roger Bell didn't even play on this. It was uh, Aide Monsborough on clarinet and tenor sax, Neville Strimbling on alto sax, although he also played clarinet and barry on uh, these sessions, Graham Bennett on washboard, uh, Lou Silbereisen on bass, Jerry Rose on banjo, and Jeff Bland on piano. And these, that was recorded in 1972 in uh, Melbourne, actually, for Swaggy Records. Then we followed that up with a tune called Olga the Brolga, which uh, was a tune that has been recorded by several uh, Australian bands. A brolga, uh, I'm given to understand, is a, is a wetlands bird in southeastern Australia. And uh, there's a series of children's books uh, that are based on Olga the Brolga as well. That was by the same personnel with the addition of Roger Bell on trumpet and uh, Bill Howard on trombone. So we're going to uh, play one more track by the Roger Bell Band. This is a tune called We'll Gather Lilacs by Ivor Novello and Noel Coward. So we will see uh, in listening to some of these bands that these Australian bands weren't afraid to go pretty far afield to find their repertoire, writing their own, but also mining some pretty unusual uh, places to come up with them. And this Noel Coward tune is not one you would normally consider to be a jazz tune. It is the same band, and it is a feature for Aid Monsborough on tenor sax. So we will have that. Then we're going to go to another band led by Tom Pickering, the clarinet player. Uh, this is a... Uh, uh, a band called the Pierce Pickering Ragtime Five. Tom Pickering on clarinet, Ian Pierce on piano, Oscar Smith on guitar, Ron Roberts on bass, and Michael Colerain on drums. And we're going to hear a tune from May of 1973. This is a tune composed by the jazz critic Leonard Feather, and it's called Mighty Like the Blues. So we're going to hear that. Then, after that, we're going to... Um, go back in time to December of 1955, not long after Neville Sherburn uh, took over Schweige Records. This is Tom Pickering's Good Time Jazz Band, and he is going to be uh, doing a tune called Won't You Come Over to My House, Honey. That's a tune that uh, Julia Lee had recorded in the 1940s. It was kind of a, a staple tune for rhythm and blues singers. A lot of people had recorded this, and we're going to hear a vocal by Abe Monsborough on this, who also plays alto sax. Tom Pickering plays clarinet and tenor, Carl Wells on trumpet, Benny Kubis on trombone, Ian Pierce on piano, and Cedric Pierce on drums. Then we're going to hear an Aid Monsborough tune that I don't believe he plays on. This is one that's going to be sung by Tom Pickering, and it's called Don't Monkey With It, a great tune with great lyrics. This is from 1971. Again, the Pierce Pickering Ragtime Five, Tom Pickering, Ian Pierce, uh, Oscar Smith on banjo and guitar, Don Shepard on bass, and Michael Colerain on drums. And so those are our Pierce Pickering uh, tunes from this uh, period in uh, On Swaggy Records. So again, pretty wide variety of tunes coming up here, uh, but all from this Australian traditional jazz group. So we'll gather lilacs, mighty like the blues, won't you come over to my house, honey, and don't monkey with it.
down to my shoes Don't know what they call it But it's mighty like the blues Want somebody's friendship And it just don't matter who Anyone can tell you When you're lonesome it's the blues I was full of the joys of spring Now I've lost my faith in everything Believe you've gone, but still I'm gonna spread the news. I'm through with love forever, cause it's mighty like the blue. Don't care what you call it, wanna hear you play those blues.
closest that she's ever seen Most every moment when I take it out I feel like shouting hooray Hey, Mr. Donkey Winning, it's my prize exhibit And I'll never let a stranger touch my cow Pickering and his bands. We started out actually with Roger Bell and his band and Will Gather Lilacs and that featured some very booting tenor by Aide Bonsborough and some fine trumpet playing by the leader Roger Bell as well. So then we went on to these Tom Pickering sides. We heard the Pierce Pickering Ragtime Five, Ian Pierce on piano, Tom Pickering on clarinet, uh, along with Oscar Smith on guitar, Ron Roberts on bass, and Michael Colerain on drums. Mighty Like the Blues, the Leonard Feather tune, and that was sung by Tom Pickering, a nice tune that should get rediscovered. Uh, Leonard Feather wrote a couple of really nice tunes, that and uh, uh, Meet Me Where They Play the Blues is another one that's very nice. Then we went to Won't You Come On Over to My House, Baby, and that was a, a vocal uh, production by Aide Monsbrough, who also played alto sax on that one. This is Tom Pickering's Good Time Jazz Band, 1955. The other cut we heard was 1973, and that featured also Tom Pickering on clarinet and tenor, Carl Wells on trumpet, uh, Benny Gilbus on trombone, Ian Pierce on piano, and Cedric Pierce on drums. And then we finished up that set with a very cool tune, Don't Monkey With It, a tune by Aid Monsborough, although he was not on that recording. It was Tom Pickering who sang that and played clarinet in 1971. Also some tenor, I think, in there someplace. Uh, with Ian Pierce again on piano, the Pierce Pickering Ragtime Five, Oscar Smith, Michael Colerain, and this time Don Shepard on bass. So some very interesting repertoire and some very interesting music done by these groups, which I guess were from different sides of Australia. Uh, I think the Tom Pickering group was from Tasmania, but uh, I'll have to check on that one. Um, also some good tunes that uh, provide a little local color, and we'll hear a couple of those coming up pretty soon. So we're going to hear another um, 
Tom Pickering uh, number, another Tom Pickering good time jazz band tune from 1956. And this is Tom Pickering with Call Wells on trumpet, Keith Stackhouse on piano, Jeff Sweeney on guitar, Cedric Pierce on drums, and a special guest vocalist. Um, this is a, in the nature of a very pleasant surprise, a man named Billy Banks. Uh, quite a while ago, we did a show on uh, the Rhythm Makers, uh, which was a, um, a mixed white and black group from the early 1930s playing some out-and-out -out jazz, which was very unusual at the time. And it was led, or fronted at any rate, by this fellow, Billy Banks, who was a very eccentric singer. He uh, had a, a, an interesting career. He sang with the Mills Blue Rhythm Band and uh, Noble Sissel and his band. He ended up uh, singing at... Um, uh, Billy Rose's uh, Diamond Horseshoe for something like 10 years before leaving in the early 50s to go basically bum around the world for another decade or two before he passed away. And he ended up in Australia uh, in the late 50s and uh, cut a few recordings with this band. And we're going to hear his version of Indiana. Uh, he certainly had his vocal chops left from the 30s. He was a very, very interesting singer. Then we're going to hear a tune by the tuba player, or a trombone player, he also played some tuba, he played some piano, Dave Dalwitz, and was a noted composer uh, in jazz and classical music as well in Australia, and this is his tune, which is called Billabong, and uh, this will feature a, um, a group that is led by uh, Bob Barnard on trumpet and his brother Len Barnard on drums. This uh, has been recorded many times. Uh, this particular recording comes from a suite by Dave Dalwitz called Riverboat Days. And this is on a swaggy record that uh, came out in, um, let me check the date for you, 1975 it came out, 74, 75. And this particular recording will feature a, a very untraditional style jazz band. Bob Barnard on trumpet with Len Barnard on drums. We'll hear Dieter Vogt on bass, John Sangster on vibraphone, and Don Burroughs on baritone saxophone. So this is very definitely forward-looking for traditional jazz. It's more swing. In fact, it sort of verges more into a hard bop type of sound a little bit. So this will be Billabong. And following that, we're going to hear another tune from the same album called Bunny Up. And, uh, uh, from the notes, Bunny Ip was a creepy monster lurking in lagoons and waterholes and goes back to the riverboat days, hence uh, its inclusion in the suite, The Riverboat Days by Dave Dalwitz. And this will feature uh, the same group, in fact, and we'll hear some very fine baritone sax playing by Don Burroughs and some excellent trumpet playing by the leader, Bob Barnard, as well. So those three tunes for now may slip in another one later. We'll see. Indiana, Billabong, and Bunny Ip. Back home again in Indiana, and it seems that I can see the candlelight shine. Sycamores for me. The new moon hay in all its fragrance through the fields I. about 
the moonlight on the wabash then I dream of my
That's a fun piece right there, that um, bunny hip. And following on the heels of Billabong, another more atmospheric piece. Of course, both of those by Dave Dalwitz. Uh, 
pretty remarkable figure in Australian jazz. He had a very long life, a long career. He sort of dipped in and out of jazz. He was an artist as well, and he was a classical composer. So he had a lot of different abilities and things claiming his attention. But uh, he played with... uh, uh, some of the early Australian jazz groups, uh, and uh, on, mainly on trombone, and he was switched over to piano when a better trombone player came along, and he didn't like that, but uh, he was a very fine piano player and certainly an excellent composer. And we heard uh, the Bob Barnard Jazz Band there uh, doing that tune and uh, featuring, uh, of course, Bob Barnard on trumpet, but we also heard... Um, let me get the personnel for you here. Don Burrows on baritone saxophone doing some really wonderful work there. John Sangster, an uh, uh, excellent vibraphone player. There were no chords here except for the vibraphone, so it gave a very open sound quality to it. Dieter Volk on bass and Les, uh, Len Barnard on drums. Very interesting, non-traditional, traditional jazz band, I think you'd have to say. And we started out with Billy Banks, a non-traditional singer singing Indiana with the Tom Pickering uh, Good Time Jazz Band in 1950. So we have a couple more tunes to uh, take us out. Uh, Both are going to feature Bob Barnard on Swaggy Records. So as I've said before, jazz is where you find it. We did a program on Caribbean jazz a while back. Have another one coming up on some British jazz, some British bebop in the 40s coming up, and some other ideas as well. So we'll be listening to a lot of different things as we go along and seeing how jazz has gone around the world. So you're listening to the Jazz Focus here on WETF, the Jazz Station, South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark. Hope you're enjoying these programs. Please take a listen to my podcast, also called the Jazz Focus, which you can find on Spotify or Apple Music. Also, of course, on Anchor.fm, which is our home. So hopefully you're listening to these and enjoying some jazz you might not have heard otherwise. Um, We have a lot of different programs coming up and uh, a lot of different podcasts as well, and I'm always interested in hearing your opinions. Please log on to social media or whatever your media of choice is. My band name is Wolverine Jazz Band, and that's uh, the name that you can find me on on Facebook or Instagram. We're also on WolverineJazzBand.com. So hopefully you'll be interested in hearing a little bit more of this. Uh, But right now, you're going to be hearing two more tunes recorded for Swaggy Records in Australia. The first one is a duo, uh, Bob Barnard and Chris Tapparel on piano. This is from 1974, and it's a uh, version of the Louis Armstrong and Jelly Roll Morton tune, The Wild Man Blues. They probably didn't write it together. Who knows how their names came together on this, but both of them had very fine recordings of this in the 1920s. And we're going to hear a particularly nice duet between Bob Barnard on trumpet and... um, Chris Tapparel on piano. Then we're going to finish up with a uh, tune that was uh, credited to the Dave Dalwitz Jazz Band, or Dave Dalwitz Jazz Men, I should say. He didn't actually play in this. He did arrange everything. And uh, we're going to hear one uh, more of his tunes, Dave Dalwitz's tunes, The Russell Street Rag. This is from 1973. Features Bob Barnard and Alan Nash on trumpets, John McCarthy on clarinet and tenor sax, John Costello on trombone, Graham Coyle on piano, Ed Gaston on bass, and Len Barnard on drums. So some excellent uh, native Australian jazz coming up. So without further ado, we'll take our program up to the edge, listening to the Wild Man Blues and the Russell Street Rag. Hey, Chris, what's that scratching on the door? Oh, Bob, I think it's that old Wild Man. Oh, no. (laughs) 